Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today's the 20th day of November, and if you are in the United States, you may observe Thanksgiving this week. So, as we gear up for that holiday, it's interesting we set one day aside (laughs) for giving thanks. Maybe we could just stay focused this week as we go through this week, staying in a mindset and a heart of thanksgiving and really just take notice and tally of the things that we are thankful and grateful for because I think we've got complaining down to a science. (laughs) Uh, So maybe we could spread a little bit of infectious joy by being thankful and grateful in this season of harvest Also, uh, you may want to stick around to the end today for a little surprise. We're continuing our reading today in the book of Acts, reading chapters 11 and 12. And this week we're reading the New Living Translation, Acts chapter 11. Soon the news reached the apostles and other believers in Judea that the Gentiles had received the word of God. But when Peter arrived back in Jerusalem, the Jewish believers criticized him. You entered the home of Gentiles and even ate with them, they said. Then Peter told them exactly what had happened. I was in the town of Joppa, he said, and while I was praying, I went into a trance and saw a vision. Something like a large sheet was let down by its four corners from the sky, and it came right down to me. When I looked inside the sheet, I saw all sorts of tame and wild animals, reptiles and birds, and I heard a voice say, Get up, Peter, kill and eat them. No, Lord, I replied, I have never eaten anything that our Jewish laws have declared impure or unclean. But the voice from heaven spoke again, Do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. This happened three times before the sheet and all it contained was pulled back up to heaven. Just then, three men who had been sent from Caesarea arrived at the house where we were staying. The Holy Spirit told me to go with them and not to worry that they were Gentiles. These six brothers here accompanied me, and we soon entered the home of the man who had sent for us. He told us how an angel had appeared to him in his home and had told him, send messengers to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He will tell you how, and everyone in your household can be saved. As I began to speak, Peter continued, the Holy Spirit fell on them, just as he fell on us at the beginning. Then I thought of the Lord's words when he said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And since God gave these Gentiles the same gift he gave us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to stand in God's way? When the others heard this, They stopped objecting and began praising God. They said, We can see that God has also given the Gentiles the privilege of repenting of their sins and receiving eternal life. Meanwhile, the believers who had been scattered during the persecution after Stephen's death traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch of Syria. They preached the word of God, but only to Jews. However, some of the believers who went to Antioch from Cyprus and Cyrene began preaching to the Gentiles about the Lord Jesus. The power of the Lord was with them, and a large number of these Gentiles believed in
and turned to the Lord. When the church at Jerusalem heard what had happened, they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived and saw this evidence of God's blessing, he was filled with joy, and he encouraged the believers to stay true to the Lord. Barnabas was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and strong in faith, and many people were brought to the Lord. Then Barnabas went on to Tarsus to look for Saul. When he found him, he brought him back to Antioch. Both of them stayed there with the church for a full year, teaching large crowds of people. It was at Antioch that the believers were first called Christians. During this time, some prophets traveled from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, named Agabus, stood up in one of the meetings and predicted by the Spirit that a great famine was coming upon the entire Roman world. This was fulfilled during the reign of Claudius. So the believers in Antioch decided to send relief to the brothers and sisters in Judea, everyone giving as much as they could. This they did, entrusting their gifts to Barnabas and Saul to take to the elders of the church in Jerusalem. About that time, King Herod Agrippa began to persecute some believers in the church. He had the apostle James, John's brother, killed with a sword. When Herod saw how much this pleased the Jewish people, he also arrested Peter. This took place during the Passover celebration. Then he imprisoned him, placing him under the guard of four squads of four soldiers each. Herod intended to bring Peter out for public trial after the Passover. But while Peter was in prison, the church prayed very earnestly for him. The night before Peter was to be placed on trial, he was asleep, fastened with two chains between two soldiers. Others stood guard at the prison gate. Suddenly, there was a bright light in the cell, and an angel of the Lord stood before Peter. The angel struck him on the side to awaken him and said, Quick, get up, and the chains fell off his wrists. Then the angel told him, Get dressed and put on your sandals, and he did. Now put on your coat and follow me, the angel ordered. So Peter left the cell following the angel, but all the time he thought it was a vision. He didn't realize it was actually happening. They passed the first and second guard posts and came to the iron gate leading to the city, and this opened for them all by itself. So they passed through and started walking down the street, and then the angel suddenly left him. Peter finally came to his senses. It's really true, he said. The Lord has sent his angel and saved me from Herod and from what the Jewish leaders had planned to do to me. When he realized this, he went to the home of Mary, the mother of John Mark, where many were gathered for prayer. He knocked at the door in the gate, and a servant girl named Rhoda came to open it. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed that, instead of opening the door, she ran back inside and told everyone, Peter is standing at the door. You're out of your mind, they said. When she insisted, they decided it must be his angel. Meanwhile, Peter continued knocking. When they finally opened the door and saw him, they were amazed. He motioned for them to quiet down and told them how the Lord had led him out of prison. Tell James and the other brothers what happened, he said. And then he went to another place. At dawn, there was a great commotion among the soldiers about what had happened to Peter. Herod Agrippa ordered a thorough search for him. When he couldn't be found, Herod interrogated the guards and sentenced them to death. Afterward, Herod left Judea to stay in Caesarea for a while. Now Herod was very angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon. 
So they sent a delegation to make peace with him because their cities were dependent upon Herod's country for food. The delegates won the support of Blastus, Herod's personal assistant, and an appointment with Herod was granted. When the day arrived, Herod put on his royal robes, sat on his throne, and made a speech to them. The people gave him a great ovation, shouting, It's the voice of a god, not of a man. Instantly, an angel of the Lord struck Herod with a sickness because he accepted the people's worship instead of giving the glory to God. So he was consumed with worms and died. Meanwhile, the word of God continued to spread, and there were many new believers. When Barnabas and Saul had finished their mission to Jerusalem, they returned, taking John Mark with them. Today we experience a riveting story with Peter, and we begin uh, the reading today with a bit of a scandal again, as the news reaches the apostles and the other believers in Judea that the Gentiles received the good news, they received the word of God. This is before social media, mind you. (laughs) This is before uh, postal service. This is news traveled by foot very slow probably so slow that most of us would be because of our modern day conveniences the point being uh, when Peter comes back to Jerusalem the Jewish people criticized him that this gospel was being given outside of their people and they start blasting Peter you entered the home of Gentiles and you even ate with them Now, it'd be really easy to understand in this context how ridiculous that is, knowing what we know now. But I think we have to pause and we have to reflect our own hearts. Who are we criticizing for the people that they love? For sharing the good news of the love of Jesus? For feeding the poor, for clothing the naked, for caring for the orphans and the widows, who are we chastising for who they ate dinner with? I think we wouldn't have to sit very long before we realize how much we can be guilty of this same scenario. We dismiss people that believe differently than us and are Uh, politics and our theology and our denomination I'll go so far as saying football teams we get pretty passionate about our sports when we consider the people that we dismiss or chastise or condemn for showing the love of Christ for forgiving people that should not be forgiven for not walking past someone in need and responding to them we don't have to we may be surprised how quickly we can identify one or several or all of these things in our own lives and what we see in the rest of the story today with Peter is a beautiful retelling of his experience with the voice of God in his vision and I don't think this is too far of a stretch to say what we can even further gather is to not dismiss what God is doing today. 
We recognize the old, the ancient, the ritual. We observe it. We remember it as God told the children of Israel, the Jewish people, all throughout the Old Testament. But as God came in flesh through his son, Jesus, to do a new thing, we sometimes have to let go of the old in order to embrace the new. If God is the God of redemption, like we say, and maybe believe that he is, then all things new has to be our mindset. We have to allow him space to do only that which he can do. We have to surrender our will, our pride, our preferences, our ideas, and really with a true sincere heart, pray, God, not my will, but yours be done, just as Jesus prayed. Jesus, once again, we thank you for who you are, your love and your kindness. It's not weakness, it's compassion and beauty that goes against the standard of this world. And people will mock us for loving the way that you love us. People will mock us and condemn us for forgiving the way that you forgave. I pray that we would not bow to the voice of man and to the voice of mockery, but that we would stand tall in confidence as we listen and obey the voice of our Father. And nobody said that that was going to be easy, but you promised to be with us and never leave us. And so I pray that that truth be girded within us as we meet every day, every person in our day. And we give you thanks and praise. And I pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I promised you a special guest, and without any further ado, here she is with a special announcement. DABC community, here's my precious girl, China. Hello. Wanted to pop back in for just a few moments here, and I just get to announce that we had our baby a month ago today, which is so crazy, just how fast it goes by, truly. Um, when, if you've ever been pregnant and had a baby before, you can totally relate with this, but those last few days, uh, or those last few weeks, you just sometimes don't know when babies are coming. Um, it, it just feels like forever. And you're just like, wait, is this it? Is, what about this? Is this it? Hey, that fizzled out and it just is exhausting and can be such a mind game. And I had prodromal labor for like a month, which is like where it starts and stops. And so it's just really so exhausting. But then when your baby's here and everybody's sleeping and napping and resting and you're just trying to find the rhythm um, of having two kids and trying to do life <laughs> and do it well and care for two different humans and caring for a newborn who's actually here with me right now and feel like on the verge of losing it <laughs> um and also just caring for a toddler and their heart and yeah it's just it's sweet hard challenging it's holy but it's it's good and our family's doing good and 
I just wanted to prioritize rest and prioritize, you know, trying to figure out life as a family of four. And so that's why it's taken us a little bit to come in here and announce. But um, we had a beautiful birth and it happened very quick. Um, everything that I had prayed for came into fruition. I'm so grateful to the Lord for that. Um, and like little things like I really wanted my labor to be eight hours and it was from start to finish. And I wanted her to come in the middle of the night because um, that meant that maybe Reagan could sleep and she did. And But then I also was like, but if Reagan wanted to be a part of the birth that you know, she would wake up and cause we, we did a home birth and, um, and she woke up like right before Finley, our second daughter, Finley Beck Brown, um, right before she came into the world, Reagan woke up and I just knew I said it out loud and I was like, well, Finley must be here soon because Reagan woke up and not too much longer. My body started to push her out and, um, yeah, it was such a beautiful and redemptive birth. Uh, my first birth was very difficult and we tried for a home birth and it just didn't happen that way and um, it was really hard for me to recover from that and so uh, this time around it was very redemptive and we had a home birth. She was born in our living slash dining room um, at 3.28 in the morning on October 21st and so here we are a month later and we have two beautiful, healthy, happy girls, and uh, my husband Ben has been able to take time off, and we've just been really enjoying and slowly living as a family of four, and it's been great, it's been hard, it's been holy, <laughs> and um, yeah, so thank you just for all the prayers. I know that there are people waiting for an update, and truly, I just was prioritizing rest, and um just protecting the newborn bubble because you never get that time back and so um everything is great we are well thank you for your prayers thank you for your patience as it took a month to announce her but she's here and perfectly healthy and we are thriving and still figuring out being a family of four so it's so good to just to pop in and get to give that announcement to you all Thank you, China. I know many of you have been waiting uh, for that news, and we wanted to give China and Ben and Reagan and Finley time to acclimate and heal and respect their privacy as they did so. So thank you for your patience. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your love and for your support. You have no idea how much it means to us as a family to be covered in a canopy of prayer. So thank you. We love you. That's it for me today. I'm Jill. We'll turn the page together tomorrow. Until then, love one another. My name is Tanya from Ohio. Um, I am calling in with a prayer request for my relationship. Um, I truly care about my boyfriend and he is amazing. Um, there's been some things that I've prayed about and the truth has been brought to my attention. Um, and I don't really know where to go with some of it. Um, he is, like I said, he's really amazing. Um, but he is 
um, in my eyes, um, abusing his uh, prescription. Sometimes he takes more than he's prescribed and sometimes he gives it to people. Um, then he gets 90 um, for 30 days and uh, it could roughly last a week, maybe a little more. Um, my son absolutely loves him. Um, and he went through a really hard time with his dad. We still have a lot of struggle with his dad. Um, so I just need guidance. Um, if a door needs to be closed, if, um, if God can do a work in him, because he has so many amazing qualities, um, I pray that he could get through this. Um, we can get through this. I just need to be strong if the door needs to be closed, strong for myself and for my son, um, because we have been through a lot in the last couple of years. So I appreciate any of your prayers um, and love all of you. Thank you. The Bible says if we humble ourselves before the Lord, he will lift us up and he will hear us. A lady called yesterday from uh, Colorado, um, California, moving to Colorado and was very concerned about her son being a homosexual. She was the first time caller. I just want to lift you up to the Lord in prayer. God is good. God is faithful. And when we are weak, he is strong. Just I want to encourage you to be strong and courageous and to know that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than we can ask or think. Lift your heart up to the Lord. He will hear you. Your son, we don't know what God has in store for him. But as long as we pray and have hope, there is nothing is impossible with God. So continue, my sister, to come alongside us, us and pray. God will hear your prayer. I pray all this in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to lift you up. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello, everyone. This is Sonia from Austin. I haven't called in in a while, but I want to call in for Wendy from Michigan. You said you lost your dad three months ago to suicide, and I lost my father to suicide. It's been over 30 years, um, and it gets easier at times, and at other times it's still fresh. But you're right not to live life with regrets. Um, I did that for the first year um, after he passed. Um, went into a very dark hole. And now I realize, you know, that's not what God wants me to do. And that's not even what my dad would want me to do. So 
we're all going to lose people as we continue to age and they continue to age and life happens. There's not a single person that's not going to lose a loved one and knowing that that's a part of life and knowing that that means we need to enjoy the times we have with them and then when they're gone to remember the legacy that they have passed on and to I've heard someone say take other people out on their birthday or anniversary and celebrate them and I think that's a great idea and I'm going to start doing that myself so I just want to lift up those that are hurting because of losing loved ones Dear Jesus, we just thank you for all the precious people that you give us, that you put in our life. And we know that no one lives forever on this planet, but we know that our hope is that we will be reunited with them in heaven, with you in the future. And that comforts us. And I just pray that you be with us as we grieve and miss the ones who are gone. Amen.